welcome to and also I would just like to just making sure this thing is running I also would like to uh, just let you all know that I'm also available on rumble as well so with all that said I want to come to the chat and say hello to everyone who is watching me live right now so who do we have here we have in the first spot we have Solgato saying K love K love I love you you love me we're a big big family with a great big love and a kiss from me to you won't you say you love me too I love you you love me super deep deeper Okay, all right. Emily is in the house uh, saying, oh, I like that. Petrifying the patriarchy. Ooh, woo. there you go. Uh, something to make the last two hours of my work afternoon go by faster. Yes, we are here to make it go by faster and make your leisure time go by slowly. That's what we're here for. Yipper99 is here in the chat. Here, here, Emily. Yes, here, here, Emily. Robin Ryan is also here. Good afternoon from the left coast. The left coast is the best coast, baby. So good to see you and all your beautiful sunshine. Angela is here in the chat. Hey, Angie. So good to see you. All right. Somebody is here today, and it's Uncle Warren and is here to stay. What's up, Uncle Warren? Sweary fairy. She's just like, oh, good to see you also up in here. Good to see you, darling. Oh, darling, so good to see you. Terry Connolly is also in the chat. <laughs> so good to see you. Hello, my familiar friend, Terry. Oh, yes. Um, and yes, please make sure to click that like because <laughs> I want to let them know, the algorithm know that y'all like me. All right, cool. Blue seventy one is in the building. So good to see you as well. Nice to have you. Nice to meet you. Hobo Rody is also in the house. Ah uh, yeah, good with the cat emoji. I love it. All right, Bryce Smith. Sup, Bryce? So good to see you. Go ahead, get your snack, get your lunch, and come on back. All right. Let's get this party started. Okay, people. So, hang on. I got to take a sip of my tea real quick because we got some things to talk about. Oh, tea's so good. Oh, yeah, baby. That's my ASMR for today. Y'all better like it. Okay. Miss <sighs> Marianne Williamson, can we talk for a second? Can we talk? Because I think there's a certain type of mentality that I think that's pervasive within our culture and when I culture I say United States culture because I, I try not to say American culture because that would mean that I'm speaking of just not just the United States but I'm also speaking about Canada Mexico uh, Nicaragua Honduras you know Brazil Chile 
Puerto Rico. Well, technically Puerto Rico is part of the United States still, but anyway, I'm talking about Jamaica. You know, talking about Haiti. It, when I say America, I'm not trying to talk about all the countries that encompass it. I'm talking about United States. So there's this pervading mentality of the United States that there's somehow this pervasive undercurrent of goodness that resides within the ultra wealthy. And they got there because of their goodness. Or or they they just got there because they just landed there and they didn't get and they didn't really get there by nefarious reasons. And if you just give them a chance, then they'll be good too. No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. Let me, let me, let me show you. Let me show you. Okay. You're here? You're here? Okay. All right. So, I'm going to share my screen really quick. Just so that you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Let's enlarge it for everybody so y'all can see very clearly. And don't worry, if you're listening on the podcast, I will tell you what it says. So this is a tweet by Miss Williamson. And she says, and I quote, if the rich saw how poor, how the, I'm sorry, if the rich saw how the poor live in America, there would be more compassion. If the poor saw how the rich live in America, there would be more rage. I want to purse my words very carefully because I want to be as respectful because I would like to have a conversation with Miss Williamson sometime on my channel, maybe to discuss things like this. Um, Miss Williamson, at the first part of your tweet, I'm going to I'm going to push back. OK, I'm going to push back in as kind of a way as I possibly can, because I believe that uh, you draw you know, more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. And also, I, I, I want to be more of a kind person in this space because some people can be pretty rude, especially on Twitter. If the rich saw how poor people live in America, there would be more compassion. Miss Williamson, um, what makes you think that they don't see how the poor live in America? They can look outside of their window of their driver. They can pass through the poor neighborhoods. They can see the news and they can see the angst and the anger. They have Twitter accounts. They have social media. They have access to channels like mine. Um... 
Turn a blind eye? Maybe. Willful ignorance? Definitely. But it's not that it's been blinded from them. They see exactly what we're going through. Some of them even know because they, they're the, the exception rather than the rule within this country. Because that's the way capitalism operates. So to say that the rich saw, if the rich saw how the poor live in America, there would be more compassion. I think it's baloney. And I think that there's this prevailing thought that they they just need to see. And once they see it, then they're going to they're going to willingly pay more in taxes and they're going to willingly try to end homelessness and they're going to willingly do all these things in order to help us. And Miss Williamson, I look, I get what you're trying to say. I get I get completely what you're trying to say, but here's the thing. They don't give a shit. <laughs> they don't. Some may do in some weirdly uh, inter, uh, internalized capitalistic type of way. And a lot of times they'll think, well, they just lack ambition. They just lack... Uh, they just lack the, 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 the know-how to get to where we are. And the thing is, is like, it doesn't really take know-how to really get to where you are. It's no, if for instance, it's not really know-how, it's know-who, number one. Number two, it's not necessarily the lack of ambition, but the lack of sociopathy that keeps people in where they are. Because you literally have to exploit people to get to that point. And there's a lot of us, in fact, I say a majority of us, that aren't willing to exploit people to get to that point. So therefore, we still have a boot on our necks. So to say that they would have compassion if they just saw, the problem is, is that they actually do see it. And what makes it even worse is the fact that they actually do see it. That's what actually makes it worse. Because that means that they knowingly are turning a blind eye or are willfully ignorant to the plights that the people have. And while millions of us sit in our homes and when we have conversations around the dinner table or lack thereof, and we're talking about, well, if you had this much money, what would you do? And many of us will sit there and go, well, if I had this much, excuse me, if I had this much, well, we would do... XYZ as far as our families and our friends but then a lot of us will go to but then this is when I would go to and then they start listing all the things they would do for the people in their position and the funny thing is you have these people who are in this position and for some reason it never really occurred to them it never occurred to them to well I got all this abundance of money so let me do this thing no it it, it doesn't occur to them or maybe it has occurred to them but they're under this this psychosis that if I were to give this money away 
they wouldn't really learn anything. They wouldn't really do any better. Look at me. I, I did so much better. Even though I maybe have inherited it. Or even though I exploited people to get it. I worked somewhat harder than everybody else, even though I had the same hours of the week, the same hours in a day. Somehow I just utilized it better. Even though it wasn't because of my connections or the fact that I was born on third base or the fact that I was born, you know, with a family that had an abundance of wealth. Or even just uh, uh, somehow my parents were somewhat either solidly middle class or they were upper middle class and they took out money that they had invested and then they put maybe thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars into me. And then I was able to parlay that into a, an abundance of wealth, an overabundance, a hoarding of wealth, as it were. But for some reason... They have compassion, even though that compassion is typically masked. I'm sorry, even though. Their hoarding and greed is masked by a feigning of compassion. And how do we know this? Just 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 look at their foundations that they contribute to. And then, you know, they basically write it off on their taxes and they get that money back because those foundations are typically in their name and that the fact that people who actually give them themselves who really truly give them themselves who are at that high of a tax bracket they're the exception rather than the rule I think that's one of the biggest problems that they are the exception rather than the rule and the fact is, is that these same people will also ex display class solidarity, no matter if they're on the quote unquote left or right, when really they're all on the right. And they, the fact that they also have all the politicians who you've rubbed shoulders with, they have them in their pockets and they force these politicians into into making laws unjust laws that really lock people like me out of it. They make it so that they can keep more of their wealth instead of distributing it more widely among the rest of us so that we can have a better base, a better floor. These are the same people that you're talking about. These are the same people that you're saying that if they saw these things, they would have compassion. They saw these things. And instead of having compassion, they told the politicians that actually served them to close us off from it. They, that's what they did. And in fact, they did it so that people like my mother and many other mothers out there, especially those of us that got this colors of skin, they said, oh, no, y'all can't have welfare because you guys are basically taking too much. Instead of the ones who benefited from our society. And guess what? They're evading taxes. They're writing the taxes off. They're not paying a damn cent. 
and they want to talk about leeching on the system they want to talk about the poor people leeching on the system these are the same people that you ascribe compassion to if they were to actually see our plight miss williamson i'm sorry but that's a very folly statement that's that's a that's an ignorant statement to make. And you of all people, from what I remember of you explaining about how you grew up, you grew up somewhat middle class. No, Miss Williamson, no, that's not how it is. If they truly saw what we go through. What they do is that they enact laws to lock us out more. If they truly saw what we go through and if they truly had compassion, they wouldn't have directed their servants to politicians because they don't serve us. They would have directed their ser they wouldn't have directed their servants to end or cut away the the unemployment provisions that we had during a pandemic. They wouldn't have told people like Joe Biden to not give us universal health care during a pandemic. Even pre-pandemic levels, people were dying by the hundreds of thousands because they didn't have health care or they were underinsured. Let's talk about them, too. What about the people who are placed in prison for nonviolent drug offenses, right? And on fact, and in fact, a lot of people who are have, you know, untreated trauma that caused them to commit some crimes that were violent because of a system that pushed them into that direction. And then they, because of a lack of mental and physical health care, they went down the rabbit hole and they ended up where they ended up because we don't have restorative justice and a good healthcare system within this country. And now so much so is that 25% of the world's prison population is in this country. Why are we subscribing compassion to people who see this and who automatically when they see us trying to unionize they try to keep us away from unionizing to have a more larger voice. Instead of ending homelessness, they instead want to buy things like Twitter or buy up all the farmland within the United States. Or they want to buy up all the homes and start making a nation of renters. Why are we subscribing compassion to people who lack compassion and who see the plight of us in the first place? That's my question. Miss Williamson, you, 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 I understand that you want to think that they're compassionate. I understand that you have this, this optimism that you, you think that once they see it, they will. The problem is that they saw it. And they went the opposite direction of what you think that they would. They've been saw it. 
Miss Williamson, they saw it. They saw our plight when they had my ancestors working in the tobacco fields and in the cotton fields, in the rice fields, in the sugar fields. They saw our plight back then and they still didn't care. They didn't give a damn. What makes you think that they still do now? In fact, they are so psychotic to the point where they're actually trying to draw us back to that point where they can enslave us. And please don't get me wrong. Look, the same ones who say that they're Democrats. Yeah, they're the ones who are telling the Democrats to not codify Roe v. Wade into law. Because if the Democrats were truly a party of the people, they would have codified Roe v. Wade into law back when Carter was president. They had 40 years to do it, and they didn't do it. Why? Because the people who you subscribe compassion to, they didn't want them to do it. They said no. The people who run uh, J.P. Morgan, the people who run uh, Chase Bank, the people who run uh, Wells Fargo, the people who run Regions, the people who run, uh, you know, uh, these these big hedge funds, the people who run the IMF, the World Bank, the Federal Reserve, the people who run these uh, these these central banks they also said no don't do it the people who run you know companies like uh, Honeywell and Northrop Grumman and Raytheon they said no because they want that military industrial complex to keep on churning because if you keep the people poor, then they will get desperate enough to join the military force in order to fight their wars so that they can make more money. That's what you're subscribing compassion to. I do not subscribe compassion to them at all. In fact, if anything, they are worth the ire, the pitchforks and the torches of the people of the United States. Not just the people of the United States, but the people of Palestine, the people of Yemen, the people of Iran, the people of Iraq, the people of, of Chile, the people of Guatemala, the people of Bolivia, the people of Puerto Rico, the people of Venezuela, the people of Cuba. They deserve the ire of all the people from around the world, really. They do. They do. Because what have they done? It is not missed upon me to say that the greatest threat to the world is the United States of America. Quote me on it. Clip this. I meant what I said. I said what I said. 
So I am not going to subscribe compassion to these people who have killed, murdered, committed genocide, eugenics against the disenfranchised people. Now, what's the second part say? You say, if the poor saw how the rich live in America, there would be more rage. What makes you think we don't see it? We see it all the time. What was broadcasted on Twitter a couple weeks back? Elon Musk wants to buy Twitter for what, $42 billion? We saw that. We got Twitter accounts. We got the news. It was talked about on the news, on TV. We saw it. They wrote it in the magazines and the papers. We can read it. We see when they talk about their profits. We can watch it on CNBC. We can watch it on Fox Business. The rich always show us how rich they are. They always show us. When they're going up in their phallic-shaped rockets. Just to say that I went to space. They always do. They have been telling us how rich they are for for forever. Let me jog your memory really quick. Remember this? Get ready for another Aces High Lifestyles VIP journey in for the lives and loves of today's lucky winners who hit the jackpot in life's wheel of fortune. stories the world will never stop talking about. On this glittering edition, big-hearted celebrities from sport, music, and television rally behind Anna Marie Horsford as she fulfills a vow to make a difference to kids who need somebody special. Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Hello, I'm Robin Lynch, and you're listening to Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. Yes, that. Remember that? That was way back in that lady in the 80s and early 90s. That was a show that basically was aired on network television to show us how rich people really are. Rubbing our faces in it. Did it end there? No, it did not end there because they were like, you know what? We want to show the younger kids how rich we are. They even did it to us millennials. You want to know how? You know I know how? Oh, let me let me let me show you. Let me show you. All right, all right. Let let let's go. All right. Back in the day, remember this? MTV Cribs? Anybody? Also, don't get me started on the fabulous life of series. No fees or minimums and no overdraft fees are another reason. Oh, God, get out of here.
Don't get me started on, you know, the fabulous life of, and then they would have P. Diddy, Mariah Carey. The funny one, though, was Redman, because he had just a regular middle-class house, and he didn't give a shit, but that was funny. But, right? And then they started doing the fabulous life of, of teenagers. And then my sweet, my what was it, my sweet 16? And they were going to rich kids and showing them how they were being debutantes and getting these beautiful, you know, super expensive cars that are enough to buy a, a, a home. They're getting Maybachs and, and Bentleys. So let's be real. The rich is always showing us how rich they are. They are always showing us. In fact, a lot of them now have Instagrams, right? They have Instagrams. Some of them got an OnlyFans. Right? Some of them are so rich that now they're grifting off of poor people even more. You want to know how I got rich? This is what you need to do. And then they write the self-help book. They say, you know, go to my patron on Patreon and donate to me so you, how you, so you know how you can get rich like me. Even though they're the exception rather than the rule. And don't even have TikToks. They're always showing us how rich they are. Let me show you this. Miss Williamson. When we, since we know how the rich live in America, we do have rage. But you know what? Whenever we display that rage in a way that would actually scare the rich, guess what? More laws are created to stop us from actually correcting what sins and transgressions the rich are committing against us. Then they will pass laws that prevent us from protesting. They will pass laws that prevent us from actually studying accurate history so that we won't repeat it. Hello, critical race theory. Because if they realize that, then they know that kids will have to unite one another by class solidarity between races because they see that our liberation is their liberation. They don't even want us to say gay anymore because that's kind of a wedge into leading to you know, us talking about leftist policy. They want to force uh, people who have uteruses to have children just so that they can replenish the workforce in this country instead of giving body autonomy to people with uteruses. They don't have compassion. They see it and they don't have compassion. And after many decades, I'm actually under the impression that they never will. Because I never truly saw it in my life. And I never will.
And some of them will, will they will say, well, we, we think our, our taxes should be raised. Yet you're still going through tax loopholes. And some of them actually do mean well. I'm not going to say that's all of them, but some of them actually do mean well. But are they willing to really truly go about it? Far few in between. Do we have some class traders? Yes. And I'm grateful for those class traders. But they are the exception rather than the rule as well. How many people who have a lucrative life can we point to that actually are for us having an equalizing within this nation? How many? One of them gets blamed every single time something like something happens with the Democrats. Because she's famous. Other than that, can't really think of money. I'm going into the chat. And flaunting their fashion at the gala events. Like the Met Gala. Yes. Yes. Even as much as I love fashion, right? I love looking at it, right? I used to watch Fashion Police, right? On E. When when Joan Rivers was still alive. Right? I thought Joan Rivers was hilarious. But still, that was the rich flashing their wealth before us. I mean, a couture gown by Givenchy? A tuxedo by Hugo Boss? Somebody wearing a cluster of diamonds? Even though they're not theirs, they don't own it, but guess what? They get to wear it for that night. They're wearing Versace and Christian Siriano. You know? They're wearing Vera Wang. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Ford. And I'm not talking about the cheap-ass Tom Ford. I'm talking about Tom Ford. You don't think these red carpets... (laughs) That's that's a walk of royalty. Champagne wishes and caviar dreams. Yeah, that's what he used to say. At the at the end of his show. It was ridiculous. Spent a long time convincing the commons this is all they're about. Yeah. Trying to convince us that somehow they're just somehow somehow better than the rest of us. When that's absolutely not true. They're trying to prove their perfection by showing their imperfection. That's what the rich do. 
They try to show their perfection in deeply imperfect ways. Which only shows how imperfect and flawed they really are. And how they really do not deserve all that opulence. And all that pomp and circumstance. They don't deserve it. Because the pomp and circumstance really should be reserved for people who actually do the most that they can for the most disenfranchised. For the people. Oh, I, I forgot about that. How'd you get so rich? Yeah. Yeah, reality revolution. Yes, they are always complaining. And if, it, how can you complain so much when you got so much? How in the hell are you going to sit there and complain? Why are you complaining? They're tweeting in their helicopter as it's landing on the helipad and they're like, oh my God, these people, they want to take, they want to raise our taxes. Maybe some of the liberals want to raise your taxes. I actually want to take a lot more than that. You got five houses, you go down to one. You own that company? No, we breaking that shit up and giving it all to the workers. We're taking it over. You would not even have... <laughs> Never mind, let me stop. I'm gonna get my ass in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, she's black. Yeah. I used to watch it all the time, too. I watched those shows. I, I was I was deeply interested. Look, what what is the real housewives? What is that? That is the rich showing off. What is keeping up with the Kardashians? That is the rich showing off. They nobody nobody's nobody's trying to keep up with JB. Because it's, it's not sexy. There's no there's no pomp and circumstance. There's no opulence. Nobody wants to see, you know, me, you know, getting a, a ride in my mom's 18-year-old car that needs the air conditioning fix. Nobody's trying to do that. Needs brand new tires. Nobody's trying to do that. <laughs> So the rich are always bragging about what they got. So much so to the point where look, here's what I said. I said, first of all, they do see how the poor live in America. They just don't care. Please do not make them seem more compassionate than they actually are. Also, the poor do see how the rich live. The rich can't shut up about it. The rich have stolen so much and restitution is due. This is what I mean, Miss Williamson. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. The Osbournes start off at NCB Cribs. Like, and they already have money. It's not like they didn't. I mean, 
Ozzy Osbourne was the lead for Black Sabbath. Very, very popular, you know, band. And guess what? He was living the life. And it got even more because of their kids and his wife. And yes, a non-user. A non-user said those shows were just capitalist propaganda to get people to support their own oppression. Thank Oh, God, thank you so much. They want to make you think that you're temporarily, temporarily embarrassed millionaires. When you'll never get there at all. And yes, they are parasites. No, where Pilgrim, please don't tell me this. They have another entry in the franchise coming out soon, The Real Housewives of Dubai. No. 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 Uh-uh. This is... Hold on, I gotta take a sip of tea for this one. This is just ridiculous. Should have put some gin in that tea or something to make it more. But that's what they do. Isn't our life great? That's basically what it is. And so. I don't think that this is, I, I, I really think that this is a bad take, Miss Williamson. Because the thing is, is that they want you to think that they are compassionate. They want you to think that they are kind. They want you to think that they are altruistic when they clearly are not. They will have... Uh, functions where they have their foundation and they're talking about, oh, this is what I've given away. I'm giving away 90% of my wealth. And in that wealth that they give 90% to, it actually goes to their foundation. And then because it's their foundation, they can write it off in their taxes and that money goes back to them. And that's what they do. And then to make sure that they keep all that wealth, they evade the taxes. That's what they do. It's never, it's never an altruistic, compassionate, but benevolent action that they take. Never. So that's one of the reasons why I disagree with this tweet. So yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah. Oh no no no. We don't we don't need to cough, Leo. No. Bill Gates. Let's say him by name. One of the most famous oligarchs in the United States. Yes, I said oligarchs. Because we have more oligarchs in the United States than we do in the country that starts with an R. With this president that starts with a P. That's on the other side of the world. We have more oligarchs than they do. We cannot subscribe compassion to them. Because if they actually had compassion, if it was the rule rather than the exception, you would not see JB on here in front of you on your TV, computer screen, or phone, or tablet, talking to you and saying that this is bullshit. Because it wouldn't be reality. And yet here we are. Yes, yes, Liam. We are living in an American oligarchy. We should amplify the fact. Yes, absolutely. I am of the opinion that oligarchs should cease to exist. Make them obsolete. The money that oligarchs have go to every single hood and by hood I'm not just talking about where black people live I'm talking about every single hood ghetto and trailer park in this nation and redistribute that wealth to the people so that they have a decent standard of living because it is no there's no good reason why people should be living in squalor while you have others who hoard the wealth and exploit people for that money while just a few thousand of them maybe up to three million of them are living in the lap of luxury while you have about 150 million of us living miserly it doesn't make sense because if because they didn't earn that money it was stolen that surplus labor that they've created was stolen the price gouging also price gouging in the medical insurance com- I'm sorry the medical industrial complex when they charge you thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars for those elective surgeries? Yes. When they steal your hours? Yes. When they ask you to work off the clock for these small things or have meetings off the clock? It's is we have been stolen. We have been, the theft is, is insurmountable. Trillions of dollars. 
Steve, and it's good to see you, Steve. I'm going to go further. Steve says, there's no good reason for people to be sleeping outdoors every night in every state of this country. I'm going to go even further. There's no good reason for people to have to be sleeping not only outdoors, but sleeping in hotel room. I'm sorry, in motel rooms grouped together. And I'm talking about not just as like a motel stay. I'm talking about living there. There's no good reason why people should have to be relegated to sleeping on the sofas of people. There's no good reason for that. And also, please, when it comes to how you know giving homes to the houseless, please do not talk to me about oh we just need to build sustainable housing for for the homeless people. No 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 no. We don't need that. We have millions of unoccupied homes in this country that we can actually fill with people. We don't even need to build more. Let's talk about that. And yet they're kept locked out. But yes, I I definitely agree with you. I definitely agree with you, Steve. And thank you very much for, for... for saying that. Gary Seth says, I read uh, NBA player James Harden dropped a million in one night at a strip club. I bet he don't carry around a dollar from the homeless. Yep. Now, I do uh, express my solidarity with sex workers. Yeah, definitely. But also, what about the people who are houseless? Right? Oh, but they're not working hard. I don't care if they work hard or not. Nobody deserves to be houseless. Nobody. Nobody. Nobody deserves to be houseless. Like Keith Sweat said, nobody. Nobody. I meant that. How, if housing is truly a human right, then nobody should be homeless. I don't care. They can be a bump on the log, lazy ass. They still don't deserve to be houseless. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve that. What do I know? I'm just, just a silly socialist, right? Okay. So, um... I just want to say, Miss Williamson, I some of your takes I agree with, but this is one of the ones that I just have to speak out on because this one just really just I'm gonna be honest with you, it felt disrespectful to people like me. It felt disrespectful because it's speaking as if they don't see it and they do. And it's speaking as if we who are poor and who are in the, the, the ranks of the impoverished that we don't see how the rich live. We do. They, they rub it in our face all the time. We're not blind to this. 
We, we see it all the time. And so, yeah, yeah, we do see it. And the thing is, is that when we try to express our rage, there are laws that are written against us and keeping us from doing it. So then what other recourse do we have but to do things that are against the law? Because every single time we actually try to do true direct action, then they arrest us for it. They tell us what we can't, we can't, we can't uh, do these uh, actions. We can't uh, do this civil disobedience. And then guess what? We get arrested or we get killed. We get cops running over us. We get them in white vans taking us into their these white vans without reading our rights, without identifying themselves as if they're kidnapping us. And then processing us and then throwing us back out into the street. And now we have a record. Because all police are, are the muscle for the wealthy. The wealthy, they're a mafia. And the police are the muscle. To rough you up. To make sure that you don't cross the wealthy. That's basically all they are. Come out and talk to us. You know? So. I mean. We gotta. We gotta start looking and, and, and talking to people who are in that 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 realm where we're not only looked down upon but we're exploited you know you know what what, what trips me out the fact that they do the stealing and exploiting and they're super wealthy and yet they look down upon us even though we're the victims and please, anybody that is a conservative on the right talking about, oh, you should explain victim mentality. No, 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 no. If somebody takes something from you, if somebody steals from you, if somebody, if somebody uh, exploits you, and then you take them to court, or if you prosecute them, or press charges, are you going to say that, oh, they're just explaining the victim mentality? No, 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 no. We are seeking justice for what has been done. That's what it is. And let's look at the facts of what they do. And no, they didn't get up there by their own volition. They didn't get up there by their own means. Because a lot of the things that they did, they actually got public funds from, from public institutions in order to innovate to, to research and develop the things that they have created, quote unquote created. And then on top of that, they use the public funds and institutions to move their goods and services because you can't do it without roads, bridges. You can't do it without all these different things that we use in the government in order to make that.
So, so just like you you would prosecute, or just like you would sue, or request restitution from somebody that has transgressed against you. This is what we're talking about. This is what we're calling for. And this isn't playing the victim. We are the victim. But here's the thing. Victims, we or victims have power and it's about time we wield it. So that we change ourselves from being a victim to a victor. But that's all I'm going to say on this subject. Um, so yeah, um, I'm going to go to the next subject that I wanted to talk about. Um, let me get this set up here. Um... Now... Let me see here. Let's do this right quick. Alright, so... I'm going to go here. Um, and this is kind of in, in in the theme of what happened with the leaking of the opinion from the Supreme Court about Roe v. Wade, about them wanting to overturn Roe v. Wade, and so, um. This is going to set a dangerous precedent. And I want to give a shout out to Case Study QB um, for this case study. Uh, if you're not following Case Study QB, you need to because uh, Case Study QB, um, he posts clips from corporate media uh, and especially about, uh, you know, when they do their interviews. Um, and this is something that I think is very important to talk about. Um, so I'm going to play this clip from, for you, and then I will see you all on the other side. And Yvette, do you think if Roe is reversed, the court could go further on taking back same-sex marriage. I think Does this really open that up? I think they're sibling that, right? Like um, in the in the draft opinion, Alito specifically says he's not doing that, right? And he can't, right? Because the, the question before him is abortion. But he does open up in this question about the due process clause that there are these um, previously given rights that are not deeply rooted or long held, like interracial marriage, like contraception, like gay marriage, that could be right under the same analysis if the court were to get that question. And so that's another reason that Democrats need to be sounding the alarm, because if you are not a woman and this is not your issue, what is your issue? And they may be coming for you next. We really need to make sure that we understand that in a broad spectrum, particularly the South, this is going to be an opportunity for them to tee that up, because we've already seen it with banning books, 
don't say gay, uh, and other efforts to, I, I think, just roll back the clock 50 years. Giving states the ability to do this will make us, I think, more the divided states of America than the United States of America. If they aren't coming after you, they will. This is why it is important for us to have class solidarity and to fight against this system. There ultimately it's really about workers. It's about taking our autonomy away because if they're going to go after people who have uteruses, body autonomy, then guess what? What makes you think they're not going to come after us queer people? Because they want to force us into heterosexual uh, relationships in order to breed to have more workers. That's what they want. And don't get me wrong, I, I love and respect anybody and everybody that's a woman, but <laughs> JB ain't getting with no woman. But I want you to have your body autonomy just like I want to have my body autonomy. Let's go back. Let, 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 let's break this down. Okay. And Yvette, do you think if Roe is reversed, the court could go further on taking back same-sex marriage. I think yes. I think yes. In fact, I think they will. Because the thing is that the Democrats never, ever, ever, ever codified same-sex marriage into law. If you don't think they didn't, they didn't codify Roe v. Wade, you, they're definitely not going to codify same-sex marriage. And you know what's scary? They also never codified interracial marriage into law how many of you are with somebody who's of another race how many of you are biracial think about that think about that right Does this really open that up? I think they're sibling that, right? Like um, in the in the draft opinion, Alito specifically says he's not doing that, right? And he can't, right? Because the, the question before him is abortion. But he does open up in this question about the due process clause that there are these um, previously given rights that are not deeply rooted or long held, like interracial marriage, like contraception, like gay marriage, that could be right under the same analysis. You hear that? Even contraception. So if you're trying not to get pregnant, or if you're trying to just protect yourself, imagine that being illegal too. Can you imagine a theocracy that we actually kind of live in? demanding that you must have children 
Really? If the court were to get that question. And so that's another reason that Democrats need to be sounding the alarm, because if you are not a woman and this is not your issue, what is your issue? And they may be coming for you next. We really the Democrats never sounded the alarm because they never wanted to. Why? Because they agree with the Republicans. In fact, I'll go so as far as to say it sounds like the Democrats work for the Republicans. They're the good cop. The Republicans are the bad cop. It's a grift. It's been a grift and it's always been a grift. And the people who are getting up in arms about this, especially a lot of people who are liberal, they're getting up in arms about this, but it's the same party that they were pushing towards us to vote for that just sat idly by for 40 years and let this happen. They let it happen. They stood to the side and let this happen. So any of you right now that are deeply supportive of the Democratic Party, and if you're queer, y'all need to be looking at the Democrats with a side eye. Not, no, no, no. Y'all need to leave the Democratic Party. Fuck the side eye. Y'all need to leave the party. Because they don't give a shit about you either. Because the moment they get a chance, they will take your marriage certificate and light that shit up on fire. What gay marriage? They don't care. They don't care. And they don't sit there and tout people like Pete Buttigieg in front of you and say, Oh, look, we got a gay candidate. You know what the sad part about it is? Even people like Pete Buttigieg is about to be under attack by our own government. Him and, and Chastin are about to be under attack by our own government if they get what they want. Because they never codified gay marriage into law. Talk about working against your own interests. The same party that he runs for and that he talks so lovingly about stood by and never codified gay marriage into law. talking about sleeping with the enemy really need to make sure that we understand that in a broad spectrum particularly the south this is going to be an opportunity for them to tee that up because we've already seen it with banning books don't say gay uh and other efforts to i, I think just roll back the clock 50 years banning things like critical race theory so it's okay to know that the president of the united states back in the 40s actually signed uh, the, the, the new the, the New Deal but um, you can't learn that the New Deal was actually locked out from a lot of black Americans uh, of black United States citizens uh, basically because it was a racist provision and so this is one of the reasons why we have you know, significantly lower wealth than our white counterparts in this country. You can't teach kids that because then if you teach kids that, they'll feel bad. They don't want the kids who are white to feel bad about what their grandparents and their great grandparents did. They don't want them to feel bad about it. 
they don't want them to know that their parents and great grandparent their grandparents and great grandparents were out there basically jeering and trying to assault little Ruby Bridges when she decided to, not she decided but when she was placed in an integrated school they don't want kids to know that because guess what if kids know that then they will their, their feelings will get hurt maybe just maybe if their feelings get hurt then maybe just maybe they'll use that emotion to never allow history to repeat itself but for some reason apparently they don't want that who's the snowflake giving states the ability to do this will make us i think more the divided states of america than the united states of america and it's always been the divided states of america <laughs> it's always been that That's what it is. You know? And let's uh hang on. Oh, that's already there. And people were pissed off because we're seeing it now. In fact, shout out to Case Study QB again for this next clip. People are pissed off because they're not doing anything. This is why last week the title of my video clip, basically about the Democrats, how they're using you, is true. It's very true. yesterday voters repeatedly were saying biden needs to do something democrats need to do something i do think that if there's nothing to be done do? which is what? the case yeah. then you do sort of run into the issue of democrats for the last several years have been saying give us the majorities and we will give you these protections these expansions to health care whatever now they've come up at a place where they have the majorities technically and i know that we all understand how the filibuster works but a lot of voters just look at it and say well we gave you the majorities and you're not giving us the things that you said that we were going to do and so i do sort of wonder at what point that's a law of diminishing returns if you can only ask for the majority so many times and not deliver voters outside the court yesterday voters repeatedly were saying biden needs to do something um look they have had the majority during the carter administration they had a majority during the clinton administration they had a uh, majority during the obama administration and they have a majority right now over the last 40 years, they have had majorities. Four times? Four times they have had a majority. During the Obama administration, the first two years, between 2008 and 2010, they had a supermajority in the Senate and a majority in the House. That was filibuster proof. They couldn't codify Roe v. Wade into law with a filibuster-proof Senate and a majority in the House and a Democratic president? 
because they didn't want to. And people are standing outside and talking about the Democrats need to do something. No, 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 no. They have been doing something, and it's not for you. It's not for me. People need to stop thinking it's binary thinking that, oh, well, the Democrats are Republicans. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You, y'all need to do what our parents and grandparents done did. Because they're not fighting for us at all. They're not. They never will. And now you have people feigning civility because you have people that are literally protesting outside of um, of Supreme Court Justice's house. And people are like, stop, don't do that. We have to be civil. Even though taking a mother's body autonomy away is uncivil keeping somebody like me from marrying the person who I love is uncivil keeping people just because they have different melanin in their skin away from each other from loving each other that's uncivil they want to feign civility now? Um, Miss Bree Newsome Bass. I really want to get her on the show. That would be awesome. But Bree Newsome, she said. The fact that the political establishment was so spooked by protests at Kavanaugh's home that within hours they passed a bill to expand security for Supreme Court is you is act is actually further evidence that protesting at their homes is effective. It's actually working. She continues, says, again, people are confused that thinking things like protest and organized resistance is supposed to occur in a manner that is embraced by the opposition because it doesn't cause them any discomfort or alarm. The oppressive political establishment responded by moralizing about privacy rights, which only provided an opening for abortion rights activists to detail the many ways Supreme Court rulings have infringed on our rights to privacy and safety at abortion clinics. That was smart, actually. And now, going forward, we can keep talking about how the Senate acted swiftly to protect the oppressive, corrupt Supreme Court instead of defending our constitutional rights. I say, well done, and keep up the pressure. I say, well done, and keep up the pressure, too. Because people are are concerned about the safety about Supreme Court justices, but they were never concerned about the safety of women, 
of people with uteruses. They were never concerned about their safety. What about the concerns for safety of people who are protesting in the streets when police officers are rolling over them or bashing their heads in? Where's the concern for their safety? What's the concern for our safety when you literally have people bombing abortion clinics and putting the lives of medical professionals in danger? Where is the concern for their safety? Where's the concern for our safety for the hundreds of thousands of people with uteruses who were R-worded, I can't say the word because YouTube, by police officers and those R-word kits, over 250,000 of them are untested in police departments across the nation. And you actually expect these people with uteruses to carry those fetuses to term because the person that was supposed to protect and serve them R-worded them? And now they're also bashing our heads in Trying to protect the wealthy? Try as you might, but... You just can't do that. It's just not right. It's just wrong. And I be- and it begs the question, what the hell? Here is a turtle. We have a turtle complaining about it. Oh, oh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, this isn't right. Oh, uh, uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm going to complain. We've seen an angry crowd assemble at judges' private family homes. We said, we saw angry crowds. Uh, they're meeting at judges' homes. Uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Activists published a map of their addresses. Oh, they have maps too. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, that's, that's not right, huh? Law enforcement has had to install a security fence Oh, they had to install a security fence, oh. Around the Supreme Court itself. Oh, around the Supreme Court? No, you don't say. Trying. Trying to scare federal judges. Oh, trying to scare the judges into doing the right thing. Into ruling a certain way. It's far outside the bounds of First Amendment speech or protest. Uh, it's outside the, the bounds of First Amendment to express your free speech, uh, on public property, to push the will of the people. 
Yep. Yeah. They're like, it's illegal. We shouldn't be doing this. People expressing their First Amendment rights is illegal. Right? So, yeah. You have, uh, People who are <laughs> expressing their rights for concern to the safety of people with uteruses and you don't care. Yeah. Okay. Now we get it. We get it. All right. But yeah. If they're, if you think for one second that they're not going to come after us queer people and those of us in interracial relationships, you're sadly mistaken. They're going to come after us. Come on, Jay. Web Angel says, come on, Jay. Those people who are protesting at judges' houses should have taken their own Capitol Hill tour. Everybody should be headed to Capitol Hill. Look, I'll, I'll put it this way. I understand the people who are at the judges' houses. My question is, just the judges' houses? I mean, who stood to the side? Obama lives in Martha's Vineyard. 
I'm, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. Because, look, the people who bear some responsibility for this, trying to take your rights away, hold them accountable too. You know what I mean? But, what do I know, right? And yeah, go to the Capitol, sure. All right. So, I'm going to the chat really quick. Let's conversate. Creative Experiment says anthrax terrorist attacks were first used against abortion clinics in the United States. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Omarana says, damn, that's crazy. I didn't know about that R-worded stuff by the police. Yeah. Yeah. 250,000 R-word kits that are untested in police departments across the United States. How many, how many people were R-worded by police? And guess what? It's actually in the law that they can. Some police officers are actually permitted to do that as part of their police work. So you mean to tell me that somebody can, can without consent, get their rocks off with somebody without consent and it's considered legal by our criminal justice system? Legalize our word? What? Really? Welcome to the United States of America. Welcome. And guess what? It was legal for slave owners too. What do you th- why do you think I have some a little bit of European in me? Yeah, I got a little bit of European in me. Why? Cause somebody was doing a little something something with somebody's great 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 grandma. And it was without consent. Next thing you know, light-skinned baby was born. It hasn't stopped. Uh, Yipper99 says, it also shows that they are dragging their feet when it comes to the people's safety and rights, but act quickly for themselves. Just like the trillions for the 1% and a couple of cents for us. Yes. Thank you so much for saying that, Yipper99. Yeah, reality of evolution, they should not be comfortable in public. Because the thing is, if you're willing to put the public's lives in danger, the least the public can do is inconvenience you. You should feel deeply inconvenienced. To the point where it frustrates you in your life. 
Because people are letting you know. The people are speaking. Leo says, born into a life of baby formula shortages. Yep. Sounds like a plan, all right. Yep. Gary Seth says, who votes for these people? Brainwatch people. Oh, and oligarchs. The people who they work for. That's who votes for them. <laughs> Leo says, Mitch the Biatch. <laughs> Oh, Leo, I love you. Yep, Mitch McConnell is definitely not not thinking about your safety. Gary says, more and more I have begun to feel that the French Revolution was not excessive. Uh, Angela says that is the look of a man that knows he is about to be a whole lot more powerful by this time next year. Stay tuned. Oh, it's a cycle, baby. It is a cycle. That's what it is. It is a cycle that makes you think that there is actually a national competition for the seat of power within the United States when actually it's just, okay, my turn to sit in the back just for a little bit. That's all it is. Tony Plow says, get your kids on a diet of oligarchs ASAP. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Leo says, that's the trouble with pendulums. They always swing back. Yep. Yeah. And so this is this is the system that we live in. You got a system that is basically predicated on the fact that they want to just screw you over so they basically have more workers that's ultimately what it's about it's never truly about uh the sanctity of life it is never about that it's never truly for body autonomy it's never about that um Let me see here. Somebody, uh, oh, I remember what it was. It was a, it was a video that was played by, um, 
Nick on RBN about how um, ultimately it's just about helping to create more workers. That's ultimately what it was about. Uh, let me see. Let's see. Okay. All right. Let, let, let's let somebody who is a little older uh, explain. Now, as far as this concern, I put Democrats also in this, but... Now, white people are really frightened. If you don't understand the destruction of Planned Parenthood uh, offices, and you don't understand the wall that we're going to build on the southern border of the United States, you haven't read the book The Birth Dearth by Ben Wattenberg. Ben Wattenberg was a brilliant Jewish man who was a member of the American Enterprise Institute, and he wrote a book, the first paragraph of which says, the main problem confronting the United States today is there aren't enough white babies being born in this country. He was an advisor to presidents of the United States. He wrote the book in 1987. He says there are, if we don't change this and change it rapidly, white people will lose their numerical majority in this country and this will no longer be a white man's land. Now, I'm not misrepresenting, misrepresenting this. I'm telling you exactly, almost exactly what he says. He says there are three things we can do to solve this. Number one, we could pay women to have babies, as they have been doing in Western European nations for years. Then he says, and these are his words, not mine, unfortunately, we would have to pay women of all colors to have babies, so we don't want to do that. He says the second thing we could do is increase the number of legal immigrants that are allowed into this country every year. Then once again, he says, unfortunately, the vast majority of those wanting to come to this country today are people of color, so we don't want to do that. The third thing he says, and white men, women had better pay attention to this. 60% of the fetuses that are aborted every year are white. If we could keep that 60% alive, that would solve our birth dearth. Does that sound like racism to you? Can you talk a little bit about the trauma associated with The trauma associated with it? Yeah. One of the main traumas is it tells white people that they are superior because of the lack of melanin in their skin. And then they find out suddenly that we've got a black president. That's traumatic. That's where their trauma is. Living a lie, finding out the truth, it's traumatic. Finding out now, recently, that within 30 years, white people will be in the numerical minority in this country is going to be traumatic. White people are scared to death right now, particularly white males. They're scared to death that they are going to lose their power in the future. And they are. But if you want to get ready for the future, if you want to be treated well in the future, treat others well in the present. What we do in the present constructs the... Now... I think that's part of the issue. It's not the entire issue. Because I think there's also a class issue that's tied to this. Right? Um, I think that's what it really is. You see. Um... I think that's one of the reasons why it's best 
to also look at it from a class issue as well. Uh, if I can find this video, I should have queued it up earlier, and my apologies, but I think this, uh, I think it makes a lot of sense. Uh, let me see. I'll call it JB slipping today. Um, somebody shared it with me. Oh, wait. I think I know. I think I know where. Wait, no, I don't think so. Hold on. I think, uh, I think it was shared to me by. Zoya? Was it Zoya that shared it with me? Can't remember. Um, no. No, no, no. That wasn't it. Somebody who was really based that shared it with me. But, um, man, I wish I had saved it. But yeah, ultimately it's just about creating more labor. That's basically what it is. It's just, it's, you know, basically treating people who have uteruses like um, like baby factories, like worker production factories. That's basically all it is. So, yeah. So the, it's, a com it's a combination. And that's the problem with capitalism. So, anybody got any questions for me? Because I'm spending the next um, couple of... I'll be spending the next couple of minutes uh, before I go. Uh, Reality Revolution says, Proletariat, a completely defrauded class of society which was condemned to pauperization on a mass scale. Hmm. Very interesting. Very good, though. Thank you so much. Um... I really want to find that video, because uh, it was just, it was based as hell before, before I have more people uh, <laughs> leave the stream, but, um, let me, let me find this.
Because I know... I remember what she looked like. And... I'll find her, I'll find her, I'll find her. I know it was, uh... Maybe that was her? I don't know. I'm trying to find the actual video. Eh. Maybe I'll retweet it later. Because I don't want to take too much time to just look for something. That I should have had queued up before the show. I wasn't thinking about it though. I kind of, I kind of didn't want to go too deeply into the subject, but for some reason I end up doing that. But I, I just really wanted to go into it because number one, it's a class thing. Number two, they're going to continue to take away some of our our social rights uh, because that also leads into economically what benefits the super rich instead of those of us who are disenfranchised and they don't want that for the reason of it exacts more power into their hands and so you know as we try to fight for our our rights to body autonomy really it's a really ultimately about ownership ownership over whom ownership over people and if you can dictate to people what they do with their bodies that means you own them and the thing is is that motherfucker nobody own me (laughs) you're not gonna own me look you don't own me you know what i mean and and i (laughs) we mean that shit you mean that shit i mean that shit nobody's gonna own you nobody's gonna own me because guess what that's not how this this country works. That's not how we're going to make this country work. Because the thing is, is that, and it may have been true back in the past when they had these unjust laws, but we're gonna make we're gonna make this shit different. Because it is it is high time that we stop this. And speaking to my fellow. Uh, men out there who possess testicles look we need to stand together with the people who have uteruses and be like yeah uh no because we're not going to allow this to happen and also we need to stand with workers as well as those who are deeply disenfranchised because guess what it's ultimately about control and who has to control and who should have to control and shouldn't it be the, the the masses, the proletariat, the people who are the most disenfranchised, who benefit the most from this nation instead of just a small group of people. Instead of a small group of hoarders. Like, that shouldn't be. And this is one of the reasons why I talk about this on my channel. Because the thing is, is that people are waking up. And I'm glad that people are waking up. Because... People shouldn't lord these things over you, and you shouldn't, you know, have to endure such, just such things. And they're using force coercion 
to place you in wage slavery and things like that too this is why we have homelessness because they want you to be afraid of becoming homelessness and so you have to basically subject yourself to wage slavery so that you become a wage slave so that you won't end up sleeping outside even though as we all know you're you have a right to housing in my view and if we truly have a right to housing which is in my view part of the pursuit of you know happiness life liberty and a pursuit of happiness then you shouldn't have to suffer by being houseless in this country but yeah So yeah. How are you all doing by the way? <laughs> all right. So um This is one of the reasons why I I really just <laughs> I really think that we should start fighting on the the front of of uh oh, what's the word I'm looking for I guess I can use this one we should be fighting on the front of direct action because you see we're just voting got us. Because if voting truly worked, then it would then Roe v. Wade would have caught, been codified in the law. Gay marriage would have been codified in the law. Interracial marriage would have been codified in the law, but it never was. Why? And people will say, "Well, the, but but the Republicans, uh, <laughs> we've had, we've had." filibuster proof majorities and now you have people like Nancy Pelosi going into I think it's Texas to uh, to endorse a uh, an anti-choice Democrat named Henry Cuellar and yet they're talking about oh well the overturning of Roe v. Wade is horrible we shouldn't we shouldn't stand for that. And yet, you're vouching for a Democrat that also wants Roe v. Wade to be overturned. You can't, look, you can't write this stuff. You, you, truth sometimes is stranger than fiction. You got them. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. That's like. That's like a little kid. That's like having a camera inside your house. You see the little kid run to the cookie jar 
They put their hand in the cookie jar and they're trying to grab a cookie. You see them run to the cookie jar in the camera. Then you walk into the kitchen with their hand in the cookie jar. And then you go, why do you have your hand in the cookie jar? And they look at you and say, I don't have my hand in the cookie jar while they're grabbing the cookie. What? What? You mean to tell me that you're for a woman's right to choose, woman's autonomy, body autonomy, and yet you're sitting there endorse, endorsing someone that's for forced birth? Make that make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. It doesn't. Just because they have a D in front of their name. Look, I'm going to say this right now. Why when I got a couple minutes left on this podcast? Let me say something. The Democrats are bullshitting you. And oh, by the way, on my last video, someone made a comment basically saying that, oh, well, uh, the Republicans, they do the same thing. Yeah, the Republicans do the same thing. But here's the, cra- here's the crazy part. A lot of y'all know that the Republicans are shit, too. That's easy. That's easy. But some of y'all don't realize how shitty Democrats are, too. And the fact that they actually work together. The fact that they actually agree with each other. They just don't want you to know it. That's the reason why I talk about Democrats so much. I don't speak against Democrats because I'm a Republican. I'm speaking about Democrats because they are Republicans. That's the thing. They are on the right. Democrats are on the right. Shit, the Green Party's more closer to the center. I'm on the left, baby. So, all that BS about, oh, but the Democrats are trying. (laughs) If they tried, they have 40 years to do it. What, What? What sign do you need that they're actually not for you? Look, Jesus can come down right now and tell y'all to stop voting for Democrats and start doing more direct action and voting for third-party independent people. And y'all will still even argue with Jesus. Y'all be like, but Jesus, they said that 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 healthcare is a human right. But Jesus, they said that they wanted to codify Roe v. Wade into law. But Jesus, they actually said that they care about Muslims, even though they're in these countries that are majority Muslim, bombing them from their resources in order to take their resources and install public dictators. But 
but Jesus, they said that they are actually for housing as a human right, even though they get money from big real estate companies and then they make it so that austerity reigns within this country and people become more homeless. But Jesus, even though we, we cut child poverty by half, even though adult poverty can also lead to child poverty because if their parents are impoverished, then they are impoverished. But we don't care about the parents. We just care about the kids. But you can't have the child poverty rate or to cut child poverty at all if their parents are in poverty. You can't make this shit up, really. It's it's hilarious. Jesus, the Democrats say they believe in science, even though they're causing fracking, they're approving for fracking permits and drilling permits that actually exacerbate the climate change that we are seeing within this nation today, ruining the planet that you help create. Even from a religious, biblical aspect, the Democratic Party is anti-God. Not anti-God, that's the wrong word. They are, they are going against God's will, even from a biblical aspect. In Revelation, it talks about how he will bring to ruin those ruining the earth. Who do you think the Democrats are? They're ruining the earth, along with Republicans. The military-industrial complex is one of the top polluters in the world. Even from a biblical aspect, even if you are religious, guess what? The Democratic Party, oh my God, they're evil. <laughs> Never mind from a, from a non-religious secular aspect, which is easy to prove how wicked and evil they really are, how terrible they really are, but even just from a religious aspect, they're wicked and evil. They don't give a shit about you. They never did. Both of them are. So, why, why are we sitting here vouching for them even though they failed you? Yes, Reality Revolution, where is the church in all this? Like, where, where are they? Oh. Oh, okay. All right. I see where they're at. They're evading taxes and collecting the money from their televangelists. That's what they are. They're sitting on top of millions and millions of dollars in gold and jewels and, and resources in the Vatican. That's where they're at. Right? That's what they're doing. Even from a secular aspect, if you look at it, right? From a secular aspect, if you look at us and uh, from inception as humans have evolved over the centuries, you can actually go by our DNA and realize that we're all directly related to one another uh, as cousins. We can be third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth cousins, and every single human you can actually link to one another biologically. Therefore, meaning that we are all tied together as one race, 
But the thing is, is that you have some of us that are egomaniacal maniacs that actually want to subject the rest of us under one another, which is absolutely stupid because that means it leads to ending of ecosystems and ending the life on this planet as we know it because they want to uh, exacerbate a system that creates uh, infinite growth on a planet with finite resources. It's unsustainable from a secular standpoint. And the Democrats, along with the Republicans, they're cool with that. They're cool with your destruction. Because it makes them stay on top. Anyway, it was good to see all of you. It was good to have every single one of y'all here today. I am so happy to be with you. I want to wish you all love, peace, and chicken grease. Leave the world better than you found it. And forehead kisses to every single one of you beautiful people. And for you. And also, be sure to make sure to click that like button. And make sure to subscribe. And I am out of here, people. I love you. Yay, yay.